Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Welcome to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host today, Karen Cook. Thank you for joining us on the Inspired Choices Network. So our topic today, does your cover letter and resume stand out above the rest? Do you have the perfect resume and cover letter? Let's ensure that you have the perfect resume and cover letter. And you might be thinking, well, what does having a resume and cover letter have to do with my finances? You know what my answer is? Everything. It has everything to do with your finances, especially if you're looking for a job or you're looking for the next job or you're changing careers or you've started over after an injury or you're looking for a second job, a retirement job, I don't know, a vacation job. I worked with a girl that used to work with me in the operating room here in St. Thomas for six months. She'd go down to Florida, work it for six months down there, spend three days working and the other four on the golf course. So that was kind of cool. That's what your cover letter and resume get you. The dream job, the next job, the job. So without a job, we have no money. Without any money, we can't pay our if we can't pay our bills, we probably can't survive, and we certainly want to be able to pay our bills. If we can't pay our bills, we can't save money for the future. If we get money for the future, we can't retire. I've worked with so many people, especially in the healthcare field, that are still working way beyond 65, 70, 75, and they tell me, I can't retire. You can't keep on a pension. They're not there. And if there is something, make sure you know, you know what's going on with it. So if we don't have a job, we can't get money. If we can't get a job, why can't we get a job? I remember going on interviews, you know, in my early 20s, teenager, 20s, usually 20s, good. And it didn't matter what interview I went on, I got the job. It was kind of funny. I thought every time I go for an interview, I get a job. So it was great picking and choosing the jobs that I wanted. Gets a little harder out there. More competition. More education better resumes, better cover letters. So you want that. You want the best cover letter because that sells you. Nobody sells you better than you do. So let's talk about conducting a job search. So you may have a job. That's great. And I've always had a job. I've always had at least two, three jobs because I love the change. I love the variety. And it's important that we be able to sell ourselves because nobody knows how wonderful you are but you. Okay, so job hunting tactics. So if you're out of a job, you're looking for a job, looking for a second job. These are great tactics. Identify your objectives. What kind of position do you want? You want to know yourself because nobody knows you better than you. And you know what you can do, what you will do, what you won't do. So be aware of the qualifications sought by employers and emphasize that in your resume. So Take what they're looking for. Do you have those qualifications? Make sure they know it. You're not going to list it. Oh, I'm trustworthy. I'm honest. I'm dependable. Everybody says that. Don't tell me what you are. Tell me why you are. Okay? Identify your skills and your potential contributions. It's not a matter of I am knowledgeable. I have the education. I have the experience. I'm trustworthy. I'm flexible. I'm dependable. I'm dedicated. Tell me why. I can use a computer. Tell me what you can use. Can you do Microsoft Office Essentials? Can you, are you fluent on the Internet? Do you know how to do PowerPoint presentations? Are you aware of Adobe? So make sure Excel. Can you actually use Excel? What's your level? And this becomes important depending on the jobs you're looking for. What about your written and oral communication skills? Do you need to tell me about that? So if I'm your potential employer, I'm your dream job. You're coming for an interview to meet you. Or let's say... We're getting ahead of ourselves. You send me your resume and cover letter. Do you need to tell me you're an effective communicator or do you think the main cover letter show me that? I can tell, and I, I've worked in many positions where I've hired, trained, set up interviews, sometimes dismissed, but I've had to go through them. 
I've also been a professor and I've taught grammar, punctuation, spelling, resume writing, interviewing, the skills, the knowledge. I've taught it so I'm more in tune to looking for things. I look for mistakes. Isn't that awful? I look for mistakes. Ah, I like to say I look for the good stuff, but the good stuff's going to be there. Did you spell everything right? Did you use proper punctuation? How did you set up your cover letter and resume? Did you justify it to the left, which is standard? I tend to like the center justify, right and left. Looks nicer, nice and even, nice and clean, right? So did you have any mistakes with your spelling? What about the words four, four, and four? F-O-R, F-O-U-R, F-O-R-E, completely different meanings, spellings, but they sound the same. So did you use the proper word? What about math? What if you're applying for a job that requires you to be able to use your math skills? It could be nursing. You're always dialing up dosages for medications. You have to do that. So your division, your multiplication, your addition, your subtraction comes into play. What if you're applying to a job that has a lot of numbers involved? How about accounting? Oh, I'm great with math. No, no, no. List the skills. Okay. And where do you find those skills? On their ad the qualifications. Look at that, take it, and make it yours, okay? Um, other things, teamwork. Oh, I work as a team. I work well alone. People don't want to hear that. They want to hear how. How you've done it, why you've done it, give me an example. And of course, God gave us two eyes, two ears, and one mouth for a reason. The most important part in communication, should you be success getting in the door for your interview, is your listening skills. And we actually are going to continue uh, this conversation next week when we talk about the interviewing and how to be successful in an interview. So you have to get in there. You have to get in the door. And this cover letter and resume is going to get you in the door. And if you have mistakes, you can forget it. That tells me you don't pay attention to detail. You can't spell. You, you, you don't review. And you, you don't have a great communication, especially written. So that's important. Another tactic we can do is develop a comprehensive marketing strategy or a job-finding strategy. Employers use employee referrals. That's fantastic. If you know somebody who is working at a place or in a field or at a job that you want and you know them, you're related to them, you've worked with them, talk with them. However, before you say so-and-so mentioned that, Make sure you know their reputation in that place. And just because somebody says, oh, yeah, everybody loves me, I'm great, I'm dependable, you have to make sure. Because birds of a feather stick together, you know the old saying. So if this person is coming to work drunk, people will assume you would. So you kind of want to make sure the person you're using as your referral is in good standing at the place. I know newspapers are kind of going to the wayside, however... I have seen some really good jobs in local newspapers. So your local newspapers, uh, if you're in our area of St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, we have the Elgin County markets that come around. You get a lot of little papers that come around, the Times Journal, the bigger ones. Uh, so look in the papers. It's not obsolete. It's probably getting there. But look, sometimes people still use the newspapers. And you might not have as many people competing because a lot of us don't get the newspaper. We go online, right? That's the wave of the future. So online recruiting, obviously fantastic. So if you know how to work an internet, which I hope you do today, even us people that internet come in during our adulthood have learned. So And lots of people have learned. So learn how to use the internet and look at your online places. There are tons of places that will advertise job positions, including the place you want to work. So if you want to work, say, at a factory, just Google the factory. They'll tell you if they're hiring. If you work at a hospital, a retirement facility, you want to work um, at a Fortune 500 company, Google the company, find out if they're hiring. And then follow what the reading process is. College or professional schools, they recruit people. And they really like to recruit people that went to the school or maybe work part-time at the school or want to change their position at the college or university. And if you've taken an educational course, you might qualify for that job. So, again, look at that. Job fairs are fantastic. I see them all the time. They're advertised all the time. They're advertised on Facebook. I see them. Now, they might not be from where I'm at, but 
and you'll see it. Um, they might advertise them on different recruiting sites like Indeed or thing like that that seems to be popular around me. So they'll say that there are job fairs coming up. Go to them. Network. Talk to people. Present yourself. Don't go in your ripped jeans or your Daisy Dukes or your Friday night doomy pumps and makeup. Nobody cares about that. We care about your professional look. All right. So get yourself together. Go as if it's a job interview. Present yourself. Be pleasant. Take the information and learn. You never know what connection you're going to make or what job you're going to get at a job there. Temporary help firms are awesome to get your foot in the door and get you experience, especially if you're just coming out of school, haven't worked out in the field for a while. Maybe you were a domestic engineer. You took care of the household, the kids, whatever. Believe you me, the skills you have are far beyond many people's skills. Be surprised the skills you get staying at home, running a household and a family. It's huge. Don't forget to transfer those skills. You can get them on your resume. Oh, I stayed at home. I didn't do anything. Are you kidding me? You did a full-time job. Let's just say you did two full-time jobs because I'll bet it didn't stop. You probably work 16 hours a day. Little do you know. So there are so many skills out there. So temporary firms help you. They can help you write a resume, a cover letter. They can, they can assess your skills through different testing. Right? And you, they can help you get a job that will help you get experience, especially in an area where you want it. And it doesn't matter the experience. The skills you get at any job are transferable. Don't forget. Okay. Walk-ins. Uh, they're not as huge as they used to be, but there are places that say, bring your resume, come in. There was one I saw on Facebook the other day. I don't know where it was. It wasn't around here. They're holding two days, this company was, where you just walk in with your resume. They're going to do a five-minute mini interview. And you might get called back. So there you go. Never in a place looking like you just woke up. I realize people wear pajamas out, but seriously, pajamas are meant to be in the house when you go to bed. Wear your, wear your clothes, your professional clothes that you want people to look at and go, you want to hire me. You are going to be remembered the first minute they see you. How do you want to be remembered? Okay. Um, and you really want to watch how people want to receive your resume. Unsolicited isn't so huge anymore. And phone calls can be annoying. So make sure you know. And government employment services are great, too. If you want to work for the government, oh, they used to be good jobs, right? I think they still are. Go for it, right? You'd be surprised that you're probably qualified. Um, personal contacts are great, like I said. But again, make sure that they actually are. Another thing, too, when you get your resume together, have it ready on the Internet. Because some place, most places want you to apply via the internet and it's time, date, and stamped. And if your resume is ready, all you have to do is change your cover letter to tweak it to make it towards that company. Boom, you have it ready. Okay? And of course, smile, smile, smile. Be enthusiastic. It shows you're pleasant. It shows you're excited. Don't be boring. Oh, oh I probably won't get the job anyway. I'm not ER. I'm not Pooh's buddy. I want to be Poo, the happy guy, right? Not even, I don't mean Poo as in P-O-O, Poo, P-O-O-H, right? So be the happy person, excited, because that is what radiates off of you. Do you want, do people want to be around you, right? So be the person that you want people to see, okay? And smooth out the rough spots in your background. I know you're thinking, hey, right? Your reputation, your driving record, your criminal background or, God forbid, convictions, your credit record, any disputes with the government about taxes or anything else, it comes back to get you. There's nothing wrong with going out, shaking what God gave you and having a great old time on the weekend at the bars, having a few drinks, don't care. But what if you're doing that in your own town and you're the, the next day you go to work and you care of some guy that, oh, you might have hooked up with that night. So... I know it's okay to have fun, but be careful that that life doesn't interfere with your professional life. Okay. All right. On that note, we're going to take our first break of the show. And when we come back, we're going to talk about making the best awesome cover letter that's going to get you the job that you want. You are listening to Financially Speaking today on the Instant Choices Network. I am Karen Cook, and we'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. 
by tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. You'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Actually Speaking. I am Karen Cook, and today we are discussing your cover letter and resume and making sure it stands out above the rest. So we get you the job you want and deserve. So let's talk about the cover letter. The cover letter is the first thing people are going to see before they read your resume. The cover letter can contain five parts. An attention-grabbing introduction. Something that says, wow, I want to read about this person. Another paragraph selling your value to the employer, explaining who you are, why you're applying for the position. What is your value to that company and that employer? And where do I get that information? Off the job advertisement. Another one could be a background summary paragraph. So that would probably be explaining yourself why you're applying for the job. Sorry, so we'll back up. So selling your value to the company. So an assertive statement on how you intend to help the employer. Maybe there's certain problems they have. So for example, let me help you improve your cash flow by using the latest methods for getting customers to pay on time, even early. And if you have examples of how you have implemented and utilized this, get it in there. Wow, this is the person I want. Maybe you've handled multi-million dollar accounts, right? Get it in there. We're not saying who, where, we're just saying how much and how, okay? A compelling follow-up action statement. You know, you might thank somebody for their time, which would be your appreciative close, which is, I'm jumping up, but I get excited. So your, your appreciative close, obviously, is thanking them for their time and thanking them for reading your resume. Your compelling follow-up action statement is basically something that you're going to follow up with to thank them for reading your letter. You might send an email, right, stating, you know, I sent him my cover letter, my resume, I'm excited about this job, it's a perfect fit for the company and myself because blah, blah, blah. And uh, if, you know, wondering, you know, if you make a decision about that, I would look forward to speaking with you. Okay. So if you have a personal contact and we want to make sure it's a good positive one, you can put that in. So you might even start off with, for your attention-grabbing introduction, uh, like John Smith, your computer operations manager, mentioned that you're looking for a talented person to manage your website. I would very much like to speak with you regarding this position. Uh, so, And you might state how and why you are a good fit for this job. If you've got the experience, talk about it. Maybe you're a big old internet butterfly. Talk about what you've done on the internet. Okay. So a few tips on writing the cover letter. Don't regurgitate the resume. The resume's there. It's got all the facts. It's got the jobs. It's got the dates. It's got the descriptions. It might have your qualifications. That's great. Don't regurgitate it. 
look at what they're looking for and put their letter along with those five areas that we talked about. They Workplaces are now scanning cover letters and they're looking, and it's like 25 seconds, maybe, and it's picking up trigger words. And if you don't have the trigger words in there, you don't get, if you don't get points, your resume goes in maybe the no pile. So you want to make sure that you look at what they're looking for on the job ad, get it in the cover later, those words, along with the hows and whys, not just who you are, what you can do, how you've done it, why they need to pick you, and what you're going to do for the company. So don't just regurgitate the resume. Okay, get the stuff in there that's not maybe in the resume. Uh, a second one is, again, not what the company can do for you, but what you can do for the company, right? Um, a common cover letter mistake is talking about how great the position would be for you and for your resume. Hiring managers are aware of that. What they really want to know is what you're going to bring to the position in the company. What are you going to do? Clearly show what you're capable of. So beyond explaining what you've done in the past, show the hiring managers what you can do in the future, especially for their company. Determine the key requirements and priorities for the job and make it instantly clear to the reviewer that you can deliver the goods on these key things. Showcase your skills. When you know you have the potential to do the job, but your past experience might not totally sell you as the perfect person for the position, try focusing on your skills instead. Don't say, oh, I don't have this. I have minimal experience in this. Never mind even mentioning it. Tell them what you do have. And the step is not necessarily your education. We don't want to over-focus on your education. The education may be something you absolutely have to have in order to get the position. Get it on the cover letter. You have the master in business. Get it on the cover letter. They're looking for master of business. They're looking for it. So get it on the cover letter. We don't need to focus on what you did through that and how long it took you. Put it on the resume. Okay. So... What hiring managers care about most is your work experience, and that can be volunteer, internship experiences, placements. Don't forget all of that. Okay, And they want to know that you can walk through that door and deliver what they're looking for on day one. Okay? Don't apologize for the skills you don't have. Right? We don't want to say what I don't have. I'm sorry, I don't have this. Turn it around, make it positive. Don't focus on the negative. Highlight the right experiences. If you're not sure what an experience you should be featuring, drop the text of the job description. Look at it. What are they looking for? There's a word cloud tool called Wordle. You can actually take the text of the job description, drop it in and see what stands out. And that might be what the hiring manager is looking for the most. Tell a story. What brings you to the company? Did you used to sing along all of their commercials as a kid? Did the product make some incredible difference in your life? Do you sometimes pull into the parking lot and daydream about what it would feel or be like to work there? Stories bring your background and experiences to life. So feel free to tell them. And you also might hit a connection with the person doing the hiring. Use your numbers. When it comes to the job search, Numbers often speak louder than words. Offer stats to illustrate your impact on companies or associations you've worked for in the past. Employers love to see numbers, especially if you're going for a job that requires numbers, accounting, mathematicians, math professors, uh, even healthcare, especially nurses out there. You know you have to figure out dosages of medication sometimes. So you have to draw medication. So it's important we have our math skills. So get that in there. It shows that you speak their language and that you understand what they're looking for uh, in an employee so they can see the results. Consider testimonials. If you have great feedback from old coworkers, bosses, or clients, don't be afraid to use it. You might have been somebody who ran your own business, and really, who do you have to call to give you a good reference? You have your clients. You might have people that you have come work for you. You could have had employees. You might have contract employees. You might have customers. So use their testimonials. 
So a seamless way to integrate a positive quote from a previous manager or client is to use it as evidence of your passion for your area of expertise. So for example, I have developed a keen interest in data science during my years working various political campaigns. As my tax supervisor once said, I love Excel more than anyone she knows. That maybe gets you the job, especially if it's a computer job. Wow, they really know how to use Excel. So they're interested to see if you can actually show what you're saying. Okay. Cut the formality. I'm not saying go in there, burp, fart, and be a pig. Of course not. But don't be overly formal. Hmm, hello, my name is Karen Cook, and I'm here for the position of... <laughs> what the heck's the matter with me? Right? So um, I wish to convey my interest in filling the open position at your fine establishment. Are you real? <laughs> be cool. All right? You seem insincere and robotic. Not anything like friendly. Okay? I mean, I don't go in, give them a hug, and take them down on the desk. I'm not saying that. But you want to be friendly. You want to be approachable. You want to be awesome to work with that person that everybody knows you are. Okay? People are judging you. Can I work with you? Are you approachable? Are you like me? I did it. Can, I, can this person and I work together? Can I approach them? Do they learn? Are they listening? Cutting me off? Are they checking their watch? Are they farting and burping? Well, the worst thing you can do is leave your cell phone on, by the way. You'll be done. Never hired anybody that had a call come in, especially, God forbid, and answered it. Okay? Think custom, not canned. Ah. Most companies want to see that you're excited about the position in the company, which means creating a custom cover letter for each position you apply for. So if you have your electronic cover letter and resume ready, good for you. Always make sure your resume is going to stay the same. Cover letter you want to make personal. So dear hiring manager, not great. I'm excited to apply for the open position at your company. What position at one company where I can utilize my skills? What skills to progress my career? Okay. What are you doing for you? What are you doing for the company? Okay, so a general line like that, not great. You want to be personal. Because uh, it's not, they're going to think, oh, they're just throwing out mass resumes. They don't care where they work, what field they work in. Are they dedicated? And you do. I mean, I get it. You throw resumes in all over the place, but you think, God, something's better than nothing. I get it. Been there, done it. But you st certainly want to make your cover better, more custom. So uh, they probably would actually throw that out. So you don't want to do that. Cover better is going to be custom, resumes generic. And start with the template. You don't have to try and figure it out yourself. Your internet's your best friend. Use the internet. And by the way, the internet doesn't just show you can fart on Facebook. It shows me you can type. It shows me that you know how to use search engines. It shows me that you are not afraid of electronics, that you actually know how to turn on a computer. I know you might laugh. Trust me, I've seen people go, I don't want to turn it on and screw it up. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I get it. But if you're not sure, grab a template in the computer, download it, and if it works, great. If you don't like it, grab a bunch. Okay, you can walk through it step by step. It teaches you how to create cover letters or resumes or whatever you're looking for. And you can utilize your local health services, employment services. Um, if you're not working currently, you might be on Ontario Works. They have programs and help out there. And, of course, your teen centers, if you're really young looking for a job, a teenager, they're perfect. They help you. So don't be afraid to utilize local services to help you Get your cover letter and resume up this now. Okay, we're going to take our second break of the show. And when we come back, we're going to finish talking about making our awesome cover letter. And then we're going to go into our resume. So you are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am Karen Cook, and we'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen Cook, and today we are discussing how to make your cover letter and resume stand out above the rest. So let's keep on talking about how our cover letter is going to get us the job that we want. Okay. So... uh, what we, we were discussing uh, having templates. So you can definitely grab them online or at your help centers, your local services. Uh, be open to other formats. So sometimes if you're applying to a more traditional company, uh, the tried and true three to five paragraph format probably makes sense. But if you're gunning for a creative or startup job or need to explain to the hiring manager how your career has taken you from teaching to business development, different approach could be appropriate. So as our cover letters really only want to be one page because nobody likes more than one page of a cover letter. And don't think, well, I'm just going to smash it one because I have two pages. I'll just do the font at six. Oh man, if you're doing a font less than about 10, 11, or 12, people can't read it. And I would not try and read it with a magnifying glass. I just wouldn't do it. So if it's difficult for you to read, nobody's going to read it. So cut out the words. And really, if it's over two pages and you're trying to condense it, it's too wordy. No big, no, no wordy, wordy, wordy cover letters. Get the facts in, okay? So any other different approaches or more formal cover letters, again, download that or just search it on the Internet just to kind of get an idea. Don't copy and paste, by the way. If you're thinking you're going to do it, somebody else might do it. And then you go in for an interview and the interviewer goes, wow, you know, it's funny, I saw somebody back and wow this is so similar you're done it's almost like plagiarism in school you're done okay which means you're not creative you steal ideas you plagiarize what's that say about your conscience right so just do things right consider adding a headline you could add a headline so an eye-catching headline cover letter might say three reasons i'm an excellent fit for the marketing managing position at such and such firm is No one says you have to follow the tried and true format. There is another format. This could be a better way to catch the hiring manager's eye quickly, right? They're scanning through. Catch it. Wow, that's different. Okay. Be real. Honest, genuine writing always goes much, much further than sticking to these rules that we've read that are, that be stale and outdated. Right, so make sure you're up to date and be real. Okay, be honest, be genuine. Don't lie because that can cost you the job as well. And be normal. Okay, don't over punctuate. I am very excited! Exclamation mark. Like, don't, doesn't matter. Okay, in bold. I'm absolutely thrilled for this opportunity. Oh my God, what are you doing? Right, I don't care about how excited you are and how thrilled you are. Again, what you can do for the company, not how it affects you. So downplay the adverbs just a little bit and try and write like a normal person, okay? And watch the fluff. We talked about I'm a team player, I'm a person, I'm approachable. Instead, show off your skills. I am an expert communicator with experience bringing together diverse departments to develop a cohesive program. A little longer, but a heck of a lot stronger. I'm a team player. Hmm? Who would you hire? I'm a team player. That person. Write in the company's voice. Cover letters are a great way to show and understand the environment and the culture of the company and the industry. And it proves that you've got what they're looking for. So take time. Read the company's website. Read the information. Find it. And rest be assured, you'll be asked what you know about the an interview. It's the first question they always ask. What do you know about us? And for crying out loud, if you're applying to a hospital job, well, I know that you take care of sick people and you have all these departments and staff. We know that. What do you know about the emblem of the hospital? What do you know about the logo? What do you know about their mission, their vision, their fundraising? 
what's going on that's new, new developments, right? So that just shows me if you're talking about that you have beds and people and sick people, you didn't read about the company website. Tell me something that nobody else knows about the company that you found out when you were researching the company's information. And you can say that. While I was researching this company, blah, 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 right? And don't forget to boost your confidence before writing. Pretend that the person you're writing to already loves and respects you, like everybody else. Pretend that the person you're writing to already believes you're worthy and valuable. And pretend that the person you're writing to doesn't need a big sales pitch. Then write. Your words will come out so much easier. And have some fun with it. Newsflash, cover letter writing doesn't need to be boring. In fact, there's plenty of ways to spice it up. Hoping for a job at a startup? Make your cover letter more creative. Whether you use spunkier tone, play with the format, make it more visual, it will likely improve your chances of getting a callback. Applying for a corporate position? Stick with the traditional format, but make it more conversational. Include a story about how you first came into contact with the company or how much you love it. Not, I love it, I love it as, right? What can you do for them? And don't let your fear of bragging get in the way. Remember, nobody tells you better than you. If you know this is the job you were meant to have, get it. Don't shy out and don't talk about yourself because in an interview, and we're going to go over this next week, they'll ask you. They'll give you a chance to talk about yourself. And I don't care what you did Friday night when you were dancing, shaking what mama gave you with your Daisy Dukes. I don't care about that. I don't care about your skydiving. Oh, my God, that's so dangerous. And then what if you're working a job or danger is an issue, right? So tell me about your professional self. Brag about your professional self. So if you kind of have a hard time writing about yourself, here's a quick trick. Imagine you're someone else writing a letter about yourself. Think from the perspective of a friend or a previous employer, someone who would only sing your praises, then write the letter from their point of view. Or here's a thought, ask them. Write it yourself, ask them what they think, ask them their thoughts, ask them about information. It can help you. Okay? And have someone check it. I know we look cover letter and resume and go, yeah, it's great, I don't see anything wrong. You see what you think you see. So if you put two, T-O, and spelled it O-T, you see what you think you should see. Your friend or someone looking over the resume will go, well, you spelled you as OT. Oh, I missed that. That's right. Because you thought you what you should have wrote. So have somebody check it over and ask them two questions. Does this sell me as a person for the best job and does it get you excited? And if they go, well, then you might want to have another pass at it. And of course, watch the grammar, watch the spelling, things like that. Keep it short and sweet. I know there's exceptions to the rule, but your cover letter, keep it on one page, all right? Don't start with your name. Oh, hi, I'm Karen, and I'm looking for this job. That information should already be on the top of it, or at least on the top of your resume, so they know who you are. Your personal information is not going to be a part of the cover letter. Get right to the point with your attention-grabbing statement of what you bring to them. Include the hiring manager's name or the person associated with the job description. Uh to whom it may concern, dear sir or madam, too generic. Mr. or Ms., I don't usually tend to use Miss or Mrs., M.S. or M.R., right? And perfect, Mr. So-and-so, Ms. So-and-so. Don't assume somebody's single. Don't assume they're married. Don't assume anything. If you're not sure if they're a female or male and it said Pat, just Pat. Dear Pat Smith, don't say Ms. or Mrs., that Mr., then we've screwed it up. Pat can be either. Of course, I talked about editing. Run it through spell check. Check your wording. Check the punctuation, the grammar, the words you've used. I read mine very slowly and believe it or not, backwards. I'm not looking to see. I'm looking for spelling, punctuation, grammar, right? Because if there's mistakes, trust me, it doesn't look good for you. You don't pay attention to detail. Oh, I'm a great person. I spell great. I'm grammatically correct. Really? You forgot your periods here. You forgot your spacing. You have two spaces here, four here, none here. You spelled is, S, I. I'm hoping to get this position, T-W-O. Really? Check it out. Because guess what? Spell check doesn't figure that out. You have to know that it's correct or not. Four, four, and four. And care most about standing out. The most memorable cover letters are written by people who care less about the rules and more about standing out to the hiring manager. So next time you sit down to write your cover letter, vow not to get up, 
uptight about all the little rules that you picked up along the way. Instead, be memorable. Nail the stuff that will make you a true standout. That's how your resume gets read. And of course, attached to that cover letter is going to be your resume. So there is a purpose for your resume, believe it or not. It's a marketing tool for selling your skills and your potential to handle new responsibilities. It helps you obtain an interview that can lead to a job. So the first thing when job hunting is the cover letter. If your cover letter doesn't make the cut, your resume won't make the cut. If the resume doesn't make the cut, you're not going to get an interview. So the cover letter we talked about, that's going to get you in the door. They're going to look at your resume. Now we want to make sure the resume is correct. So it has to attract enough attention for an employer to invite you for an interview. You are competing against many carefully prepared resumes. And yeah, there's crap resumes that come in, and I know them the minute I see them. They, they really are look like something somebody's pulled out of a waste paper bucket or I don't know, grade twos have done in their arts and crafts day. They're terrible. And a handwritten one for crying out loud, don't even submit it. If you can't use a computer and you say, well, I don't have a computer, I don't have a printer. Employment Services does. Ontario Works will help you. Teen Center if you're a teenager. Places like that. There's a lot of clubs out there, a lot of services out there that will help you. Or the schools, if you've gone to school, you can go to the resource centers, libraries. So utilize what's in your city, your county. Uh, because there's no excuse for I didn't have a printer. And for crying out loud, if your information changes, change your resume or cover letter. Don't cross it off and write it. And make sure numbers and emails are current. And if you are a kind of funny, weird kind of person, you or you are a dirty person in your private life, whatever you want to be, Please make sure your email address doesn't reflect that. Somebody give me an email address that I actually can't even repeat to you. I blushed at the moment he said it and I thought, there isn't a chance in this world that you will ever work for me because you can't even represent, represent yourself professionally. I can't imagine. I, I tell you, I'd say it if I could, but I, I, I don't even think I could type it. And I can get down and dirty with the best of them. But I thought, you have got to be kidding me. What you do in your personal life is yours, but now I, now I know. Right, So make sure you have a decent email address. Um, if the demand for your skills is high enough, you can actually be hired without an interview. So sometimes you might get, I've been hired on the spot. I have been hired off a phone call, and phone calls are the first, in, by the way. And they may phone you and think, oh, I'd like to hire this person, and then they talk to you. <laughs> so we'll talk about that next week. That's in our interviewing process. So there are a lot of developments that are going on in resume writing, and the database is the one that you want. Get it on the get it on your email. You're available wherever you are in the world. You go on, you go, ah, oh, that's the job I've been waiting for. Oh, I'm on vacation in Florida. My resume's at home. Boing. You're out of the job. Make sure you have one available in cyberspace all the time because anywhere you are in the world that has internet connection, you can download, fix, you can save, you can send, okay? Many companies do store electronic resumes, and they'll hold on to them for two, three months, and they'll tell you that if you're not successful. So it's in very important that you prepare one that's suitable for electronic database. And sometimes they'll tell you how they want it sent. Make sure that's compatible. Uh, and electronic resumes contain keywords that fit the requirements of a keyword search. Remember I took the scanning. They scan for certain words, and you get points. And if you get 10 points, and it's out of 10, you're a yes. They're going to call you in for an interview, or at least they're going to look at your resume, as long as the resume is good. So make sure you keep up on the developments that are current when you're talking about the resume writing and putting the resume together. Okay, let's take our last break of the show. Come back. We're going to talk about some of these key words that we can pick up to put on our resume, and we're going to finish talking about how to make a kick-ass resume. Okay, I'm Karen Cook. You're listening to Financially Speaking on Entire Choices Network. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. 
by tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. You'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am Karen Cook. Today on the Air Choices Network, your guest host, and today we are making sure that your cover letter and resume stand out above the rest. Okay, so before we went to break, we were talking about current developments in resume writing. It changes all the time. It's, I mean, I'll tell you, when I look at the ads from, say, the 1950s looking for a secretary who can take notes, oh, man, how do you like to be called a secretary today? Administrative assistant is usually standard, something like that. And I'll tell you, writing shorthand or notes, no, you have to be able to type, you have to use computer skills. And so things have changed, right? And even education. So keep current with what the developments are happening. And you can find that online anytime. So keywords. Keywords are things that we want to make sure stand out that the place is looking for and that the person looking at your resume is going to go, wow, this is a resume I want to continue to read. Now, resumes themselves are usually maybe one to two pages. Now, I have one on my computer. I have my master resume. It's five pages. Oh, I know. You go, oh, God, people out there go, oh, she applies to me. I'm going to throw it out. Probably you would. But I keep everything on there, everything that I think that I ever want to say. And when I do apply, I just take stuff off of there. I certainly wouldn't hand in a five-page resume. Um, I'm a little older than 20. And I won't go into detail about that, but a little bit older. So I have had a lot of experiences, which is normal in my generation. Even the millennials might not necessarily stay in a job. What People are changing jobs at least every year and a half, maybe two years. So people are using other incentives, which we've talked in other shows, um, that are trying to p- keep people in their workplace. Because things are exciting. I love change and variety, right? I don't like being stale, boring, ugh, right? So I've always had lots of jobs. But it doesn't mean you can't keep a job. It just means maybe you're looking for something better and to find that job. It's not like it used to be where your moms and dads and grandparents worked 50 years in the same field, same job. We just don't do that anymore. And a lot of businesses don't stay in business that long anymore. And things are advancing. So we want to make sure that we keep up on all the current developments that are going on. So keywords that be selected. So look at the job ad. What's the description they're looking for? You want to make sure you show it in your resume. I mean, you're going to have your job. You're going to have the dates that you did those jobs. You're going to maybe have a little bit of a description. If you were teaching, you might want to explain the courses you taught or the programs you taught in. You don't have to explain every course. Take it with you to your interview. So if you taught an anatomy class, there'll be a a write-up of what you taught in that class. And if you've taught it, you can probably list it off. I mean, I've taught. People ask me, oh, what was that class? I taught it so I can remember it. I don't need to bring in the sheets or the descriptions or the write-up because I just start talking about what we taught and I can go class to class, right? So uh, look at what they're looking for. Use those words. Titles of jobs that you've held, those are key words. They're important too. It tells you a lot about, tells the recruiting manager a lot about you. I was a manager of this. I was an assistant manager to that. Right, and if you if they know where it kind of they can kind of figure out what it is. Industry jargon, zero defects, uh, customer delight, right? Those kinds of words. Uh, special skills and knowledge you possess. So custom software, degrees you've earned, high school programs or college majors. Maybe information about the program, especially if you're coming right out of school. High schools, colleges, universities attended. Please don't be failed out of. Just the ones you pass. Special awards or honors received are great. 
nature, uh, you know, unless it's a drinking contest and you were the beer pong champion, please don't put that in. The nature of your interpersonal skills you possess. Okay, get that all in your resume. And don't forget some keywords. And again, depending on what they're looking for, it may go on your cover letter. Languages, bilingual is huge. Get it on there. So you might have a qualifications area. Get it on there. Computer experience, achievements, overseas experience is great. Task-oriented things you've done, internet or financial accomplishments with the dollars amount. Format your resume wisely. Do the hiring managers work for them. No matter how well written your resume will not get a thorough reading if you don't have those words that they're for in the scan. You can use bullets, by the way, in your cover letter. Even your resume, I highly suggest it. Don't make me a paragraph of your duties. Bullet them. Easier to see. Identify accomplishments, not just the job descriptions. Okay, hiring managers seek candidates that can help them solve a problem or satisfy a need in their company. You can't be a solution to the problem with stating how you solve similar problems in other companies and situations. Look at the job description of the job that you have been hired to do in the past. Get it on your resume. Add what else you've done. There's invoices, classes, courses. Get it on there. You're keeping current. You're interested. You're learning all the time. Quantify your accomplishments. You might be thinking, what's the most common mistake in resumes? It's making too many general claims. Too much jargon. Doesn't sell yourself. It's, it's the words everybody else uses. Don't use the same words everybody else uses. Sell yourself with the exam. Your resume is a marketing tool, a document designed to sell your skills and strengths. So put those highlighted specific achievements in. Right? Give them a comprehensive picture of your marketability. Quantify your achievements to ensure greater confidence in the hiring manager and thereby generating interest, right? percentages, dollars, number of employees, etc. Who did you manage? How did you manage it? What was your budget? Right? Talk about that in the good accomplishments. Do your resume for the industry. If you took a healthcare office assistant program, medical office assistant program, you can't get a job in the field, guess what? Those that information is transferable. You could work in the legal field, a dentist office, uh, a hospital. They're transferable. You can work in any business in an office assistant position. You have the skills. Focus on them. So make sure that you look at the industry that you're trying to get into. And for crying out loud, please don't use pink watercolored paper perfume spray and your lips on it because you think it's cute. People don't like that. Again, it's not a Saturday night. Do me kind, okay? And of course, your objectives on your resume where you list skills could be replaced with a career summary, an overview of who you are and what you do. And always network, network, network. Be nice to everybody, every employer. Leave the right way. Make sure you don't have anything in your background that's going to screw over for your future. Okay, well, I hope you've learned a little bit about uh, writing cover letters and resumes tonight. And I hope you will join me next week where we'll talk about getting that job and dressing for success. Thank you for Have choosing great, to listen safe, to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.